what is time? You know, like whatever journey I took to get here, um, you can never show up late. I don't think you can ever arrive late to, to your destiny, right? And so um, it's okay. You know, I'm able to tell these stories now, right? Mm. It's okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Permission to Pivot podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine, and I am joined by a very special guest today, Ms. Casey Richardson. Casey, can you let the folks know who you are, what you do, and where you're at? Sure, happy to. Thank you so much for having me, Jazz. Uh, it is always dope to share space with you, even doper to be uh, sharing space in front of your audience. So uh, thank you again. Uh, I am the founder, uh, now co-founder of Blaze Group LLC. A company that exists to edify Black women. Uh, Blaze stands for building leaders and accepting zero excuses. And we provide community capital coaching and consulting to Black female entrepreneurs across the globe. Um, I am based in Nairobi, Kenya. That's where I am sitting right now. Uh, but I do I do travel quite a bit. So obviously the fam is is in the states. Um, South Carolina and Alabama are where my family are. My good friends are in the Bay Area, Oakland stand up. Uh, and then I find Cape Town to be another second home. So uh, kind of nomadic in my in my life these days. Yeah, I love that. Um, I'm so excited to have you on the pod. Um, we always have great conversations offline. And so looking forward to our conversation today. Um, I'm going to start with a very similar question that I've asked all of our guests in season one. Um, could you think back to a time, a very pivotal moment, um, that accelerated your growth to where you are now in the journey to where you are? Yeah, I, I love that question. I I'd say... 2020 was a, a pivotal time for me, right? Um, if I think about my life up until the point that I was 30 years old, <clears throat> it was very structured, almost predefined, right? Because I uh, made all A's in school, um, you know, teachers and even my parents knew that I would get into the AAP classes, right? These accelerated classes in middle school, it would be honors classes. And in high school, it would be uh, AP classes and international baccalaureate, right? And going to college was always kind of a given, right? Um, going to corporate, using my corporate finance degree was a given, right? I, I've been on this very methodical path. I joined a rotational program in corporate. So like, I, you know, like I know I'm going to this role and the next year I'm going to that role. Um, and so while I, I think, achieved great things on this very structured path, I didn't choose it necessarily, right? Like I just chose for maybe three options in a well-defined box. But then in 2020, um, when the road unexpectedly halted, essentially, right? And I had a whole lot of time to think um, and a whole lot of time to kind of choose what I did in my day because when I was a banker, I would work at least 90 hours a week. It would be ridiculousness. Um, but living in Oakland, um, having these shelter-in-place orders and not being able to go into the office, I felt like I had a lot more um, autonomy to go outside and join protests that were happening in Oakland and sit, you know, do sit-ins on the streets, you know, past curfew to really be seen and heard about our denouncement of, you know, folks just killing and damaging and torturing Black bodies, right? And 
now it's pivotal for me because I I've realized, and I think I think in a way that I had never realized before, that the most brilliant, courageous, radical, disruptive disruptive minds were right next to me in that street, and they looked like me. They had braids, like you know, like I I did when I went on vacation, when I was you know uncode switching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and they were the lifters of our communities, right? And so I made a radical decision after experiencing that. Uh, many evenings to just leave corporate and take my knowledge to the streets, like quite literally take it to the streets and uh, edify the diaspora. Um, and, I, and I think without, I, I know actually, without that disruptive um, change to my day to day, it was just being on the hamster wheel. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have felt so alive and like realized that I had more options than three. Um, I was actually two months away from moving to London for like an even heavier <laughs> lifestyle and banking uh, for leverage finance, but February hit um, and I and I couldn't go. We had to wait, right? And so, yeah, I think the pandemic and, and like those experiences around protests for the first time in my life is, is what was pivotal and put me on the path that I'm on today. Yeah, I think the pandemic, um, I think back to like, it rocked us to our core in so many ways for a lot of different folks in different ways. And so I love that you were able to explore like what it meant to be an activist of sorts and sort of pull that inspiration and that encouragement, that fire and that energy to then make a decision that ultimately like was the best decision for you in that season, right? Um, What did it take when you think about like you let, so you were in a very, I'm sure comfortable corporate job. Um, What was the process of like building the courage to like actually leave, right? Because it's one thing to think about like, I can lead this job. It's one thing to say that out loud or like to joke with your girlfriends. It's another thing to actually be like, and I'm turning to my notice. Like I, I'm leaving. And um, yeah, so talk to talk to me a little bit about like how you cultivated the courage um, to take a risk like that and like what that felt like for you. Yeah, I'd say uh, it was community that gave me the courage, to be quite honest. So um, I think it was just like a perfect, like, random storm. It was very serendipitous. Um, so I had a good friend of mine, a good girlfriend of mine, who came up. So I was living in Atlanta at this time because when the pandemic hit and we couldn't get on flights and stuff, I'm like, let me get close to my family because um, the Bay was on the other side of the country, uh, but not so close that, you know, folks can roll up in the middle of the day on a whip, right? <laughs> so I was in Atlanta. She came up from Charleston to do these branding shoots, right? And I was doing these branding shoots because I just like released a book earlier that year, right? Like literally two weeks before the pandemic hit, uh, I had a book launch and then boom, right? And so we were doing this um, this shoot uh, just so I can push myself as an author, but she's an entrepreneur and she had been an entrepreneur pretty much since we graduated college, right? Went to University of South Carolina. Um, and I don't know, I was I was able to articulate some of the feelings that I had with her. Um, and she was very honest. Like she talked to me about being an entrepreneur and how she loved the, the freedom to choose. But at the same time, it's really tough. Like she talked about how isolating it was to be an entrepreneur because unlike being in, in in nine to fives right like you don't have people that are passing your desks every day you don't have these affinity groups these employee resource groups right um 
And, and honestly, that conversation really helped me to understand what problem I was going to solve. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and, and I was honest with her about some of my feelings about wanting to just go on my own. And like and how I could just tell, like, no matter how high I went, I was still better than my peers. But I was this young black woman. Right. Who was always like, like literally in age younger. And so people felt justified. Right. In their decision to uh, move slower along my my promotion track. I mean, it was faster than I think uh, is traditional, maybe for somebody in my shoes, but I know it was still way slower than it should have been. Um, and she, and, and, and that conversation was just very affirming and very sobering. And then I had a conversation and this is all in the same weekend. I had a conversation with my dad um, about some of my feelings. And I was just like, dad, like, I believe I'm sharp. And I, I believe I know, you know, like incredible things around finance. Like I can figure this thing out. And my dad asked me, he said, Casey, like, are you willing to be poor in this decision? Right. And at the time I was making good money, right. Uh, making, uh, you know, what was it? Maybe around 175,000 a year plus stock, right. Like plus like these stock bonuses every year. Right. And I thought about it and I said, yeah, like, yeah, I, I am, right? And he said, do it, baby. Like, it's like those two conversations Yeah, was just enough. Like, it, it was just enough. And like that same weekend, it was a Sunday, I, I wrote up the resignation letter and I, I mailed it across. Um, maybe Sunday evening. I don't even think I waited for Monday morning. Um, but that's what it looked like. It was, it was, and, and I'd say like today, as I have like really pivotal moments in business and, and, making huge decisions around trimming things or adding things right like my community through tears you know my community um they're the ones who help me make those decisions those pivotal decisions um but i'm not gonna say it was easy um but in the grand scheme of things like it was a very like quick decision like it wasn't this long and drawn out like let me save up for x or let me do my business plan like i didn't have a business plan i was just like i'm gonna bet on me uh, and i just did it (laughs) And and you've been doing it well. Thanks. No, I think like that, both of those stories, right? I think speaks to like one, the power, the power of community broadly. And then I think about like those inner circle, the inner circle of people that you trust with the hard stuff, the stuff that is not always like easy to digest. Yeah. Um like th- those people matter because what like their words sometimes have influence beyond like what they know, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe had they had the your dad and your friend said something different, then like the pathway might might have looked different for you, right? Hundred um, percent. And 100%. so yeah, yeah. So I think about like who we who we give power to have influence over our decision making, like is a critical decision um, that can change the trajectory for sure. Um, so you talked about community and I love Blaze, you know, I go hard for Blaze all the time. Blaze loves you. <laughs> um, what has been um the I would say like the biggest joy of creating a community space for black women and how has your Okay, so the biggest joy, um, and there, there's honestly so many men like <laughs> Uh, is is it's true that we're very fragmented um typically right and not because we're fragmented in number and like like folks don't exist but because like we don't 
we don't have the tools or the examples of vulnerability, right? It takes vulnerability to say like, hey, I'm in need of a friend. Can you be my friend? Like, like it's, you know, like we just don't have those muscles. We don't have that muscle memory. Um, but it's so many of us out there and by us just, you know, always just creating super safe space and always, I think, articulating how, hard we ride for black women and how clear we are about you can't step on this turf unless you you know f's with us heavy um Mm -hmm. i think it's really allowed people to bloom right and so some of the joys out of that because it's it's really not us like like the success of blaze is is 100 due to just people like people showing up people being themselves people um giving us a chance right um but, you know, out of that, out of us being behaving very naturally on stages, I guess, um, winning Webby's two times, two years in a row is fire because, and it gives me joy because we're not women winning Webby's in the category of social impact. No, not. Love it. Need it. It's good. We're not winning Webby's in the category of D-E-N-I. amazing work applied you know applies right like we're winning webby's the first time it was best in business and finance like that's wild right Mm -hmm. like uh, across whoever else is doing it right the only other people named that category were like finance fidelity international chase bank um accenture huge consulting company right um and a few others and then the second time it was Best in metaverse, immersive and virtual, in parentheses, business and technology. Like, once again, like you're talking about the most topical, disruptive, fast moving, innovative um, sector, right? Or phenomenon of our time right now, right? And so that's what that's what gives me joy because when I left corporate, I told them like I'm going to take this knowledge to the streets. And I was not talking to the DNI group. Like I was not talking to the social impact group. Like I was talking to the bankers. I was talking to people who lead countries and you know, et cetera. And so to see things manifest, like to see what that knowledge does, right? Um, and it's being targeted towards black women, but for the world to say, yo, like dang, they call with it. Like, this is actually the standard, right? Um, That gives me so, 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 so much joy because finally we're at the front of the line for the best in class knowledge, right? And and man, that's just so important. Yeah, and I think about, well, first of all, kudos is period. Um, And I think about like the work that you do to center black women in our experiences in business and just like in life, right? To center us as as humans. Um, Like you don't do that work for the accolades or for the applause. Like you do it because that's just the work that's in your heart, right? And so it it is, I, I can imagine it is like all the more fulfilling and all the more celebratory and joyful to be recognized for work that like I would be doing this work regardless of if I was going to win an award like I'm going to do the work with or without the award the work is still going to get done I think it is always helpful um and a a good like little push a good little boost to say like oh okay and you see us and you know and put some respect on our name right um yeah because I think that doesn't happen for us right like it there's so many times where we should be the standard and we're overlooked um and so it's it's nice for other folks to affirm that like nah you really are like doing the shit you should be doing and doing it in a way that is so different and so impactful 
than other folks, right? Um, that's unique to a specific community and a culture of that community. I agree, Jazz. Like, if I were to keep it a buck, which I will, like, I literally do not care about the Forbes list or the Oscars or the Grammys or the, like, like because Fortune 100s, like, because they perpetually rig the system to exclude us, right? And to make us think that we have to work three times as hard, like, that's not my goalpost. Like, I really do believe that the goalpost should change, right? Like, that we actually have to figure out a way to create our own list and our own standards and our own awards and, you know, all of these things, right? And so to to do the work that we're doing without regard for what their standard is, right? And, but them still knocking like, yo, <laughs> but this is cold though. Like, yeah. yeah, it is tight. Like, like it's like, appreciate you. And, 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 and still y'all ain't the bar, right? Like this ain't even half of what we can do, right? Like we just getting warmed up. Like um, it is fire. And I'm happy that it's visible enough to show other black women that you do not have to try to digest and regurgitate, you know, what, what other folks are doing just to be noticed, like literally operating your brilliance, like swell, bloom, like, like, like keep going, keep growing. Um, because you'll, sh- man, like people's ceilings for you don't, don't even come close to what's really on the inside of us. If we start worrying about assimilating, you know, you always going to drop a good word <laughs> every time we talk, you always going to drop a good sermon. But I think that's so true, right? That like, when we're given space to just be brilliant, like that is what we are naturally. Yes. How we yes. show up. Um, I think Blaze has created not just a space space, but like a pathway in a community for black women, particularly in business, to see that and to see the mm-hmm. to, to see the models of how that looks in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways. Um, I'm thinking about so sort of going back to community, um, because I'm curious to know. So the Blaze community has like grown exponentially fast um which I know is exciting and it's amazing because you're getting to connect with black women like all over the world and I'm curious to know as the community has grown what have you learned about yourself in relation to um just being in community with more and more black women yeah I love that question um one thing I've learned about myself is that I have so much healing to do as it relates to being comfortable in unconditional love, like radical love. Um, the, the more it swells and the more community members show up passionately over and over and over and over again, like, sis, like, how can I help us? Sis, I've already done this. Or, sis, I've already blasted this. You know, and, and, and then that, is, as, the, as my team grows, right? Um, you know, having folks who are literally dropping things from their own lives to have more capacity and space for Blaze, right? Or like me deciding to take big risks as a founder, knowing that, okay, this might mean a temporary cash flow dip for a multi-million dollar trajectory, right? And for people to look at me square in the eye, literally turning down like the biggest companies in the entire world out of out of graduate school, you know, like, no, we're going to and say, okay, I would still make the same decision twice. Like, who cares about, you know, like, like that is so uncomfortable for me to sit in that type of love, to receive that type of love. Like it, it, it moves me 
to the point of not even having words, right? And so that's something that I am actively now working to heal and working to tool myself around. Because the only reason I was able to have those candid conversations with my friend and my pops in 2020 is because therapy had given me the tools to articulate my feelings. Like I, I did not know how to articulate the way I felt before. I did not know how to say that your assertion to me means everything because I'm I'm I'm, I'm doubting myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so today. I don't, I don't have the tools to even know what to do with these emotions that swirl, right? When, when people show, when, when people would literally sacrifice food on their table, money in their bank accounts, like titles, you know, because they believe in what they don't see yet because they believe in me. Like, whoo, I'm talking about that thing messes me up, like messes me up. And it's because you know, as growing up, and I've, I've dealt with so many things, my mother being murdered, feelings of abandonment, feelings of having to be self-sufficient and literally having to figure out stuff that, you know, fifth graders shouldn't have to figure out or seventh graders shouldn't have to navigate. Right. And so I've always just I've always known Casey had Casey. Right. And so cutting people off was never hard. Moving out the country was never hard. Moving across the country was never hard. Rebounding after divorce was not hard because I always knew that Casey had Casey. But today to see the opposite, like, like, no, we love you so much that we will turn down our parents' dreams for ourselves to ride mm-hmm. with you with nothing, with no guarantee. Yeah. Um, it's wild. And so I have a, a, a mentor. I literally cried through snot through this lady who was speaking to my life one day, um, saying, your fear is not real. Like, it's all in your head. And I, I cried. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can you be my mentor this year? You know? And she's like, yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, that that's that's the biggest thing I'm learning about myself. That I'm I'm always on these cycles of healing and building, healing and building, healing and building. And like when it's not that, when it's actually dope, then what? Right. And I'm uncomfortable in that state, but I need to get comfortable in in, in the feeling of arrival. Right. There's so much to impact just in that in that little bit of sharing, right? I think about one, I just think about how I'm a firm believer that like black women make the world go round and that our natural default is to show up for other people. And so I'm like, it makes sense that you are feeling like this overflowing the capacity of love for you. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what women do. Like, that's just how, I think that's just like natural to our being of self. Right. And, and don't let it be another black woman. Cause I, I'm gonna give you my last, my last everything. Yeah. Right. So you succeed. And so I think that yeah, that, that that's an interesting space to be, to feel like the tension of that and be like, you know, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. And I need, I need some tools to be able to like receive it and to then to be able to, to move like through it with it and know it like deep in my soul. Right. That like, yeah, yeah they do love me and they just love me because I'm me. Like not because, not even because of anything I've done. Like they just love me because of Casey. Right. Um, I mean, man like man I mean but I know even even as words escape us right like I know we feel this in our bones right like like seriously Jay so like um so blessed to have two co-founders now right one's name is Latoya Dixon Smith shout out to you sis another one's name is Hannah White shout out to you sis um and Man, I mean, like, and again, this tooling helped me to ask for what I want, right? Not, it did not prepare me to receive it, though. <laughs> like, it did not prepare me to <laughs> receive it, right? So Toya, for instance, uh, brilliant. I'm talking about she's one of the top three smartest people I've ever known in my entire life, right? She's my my college roommate. 
uh, uh, engineer by, by trade, um, but she's been an entrepreneur for, for years now, at least eight years now. Um, started businesses, literally has a, a whole business studio, you know, brand of her own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in talking about these co-founder and these conversations, I had the audacity to, to say, but would you consider just putting it down, putting your business down to come over to Blaze full time and we really build this thing? It was immediately yes. She said, I've been waiting for you to say. I'm like, what? Like, let, like, what? Like, what do you do with that? Like, what? Do you do with that? Hannah White, she's at London School of Economics right now. Brilliant mind. Like, um, mm-hmm. I've been doing some consulting work with her inside of Blaze for some corporate, a, a corporate client. Um, and she, you know, had this bomb offer from Ernst & Young to do consulting. You know, I mean, Ernst & Young is one of the top four, you know, consult, consulting firms in the U.S. And she turned it. But this before I asked her to be a co-founder, she turned it down and said, no, nah, I'm rocking with Blaze. I'm like, shot it. Like, <laughs> like it's a startup. Like, I can't, you know, she's like, yeah, like it's a no-brainer for me, right? And then when we had this um risky situation that came up, but I, I'm intentionally taking a risk on it because I believe, I believe so fiercely in Blaze. And I'm like, listen, like this this presents complete uncertainty around what your pay can even be, you know. And she said I would make the same decision all over again. What's up? And that's the day. I saw her I wanted to be a co- her to be a co-founder because it's like you got skin, skin, skin in the game, and so we're gonna yeah. build this with sweat equity dogs. Like let's let's go. So, um, so it's beautiful. Like I'm, I'm happy yeah. to be in this space, or I'm happy to have 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 transcended uh, the broken pieces of me to be able to ask for what I want and to take you know not even just take risks for myself, but like put myself in vulnerable situations so that we can I can band with black women and do do incredible things. Um, but yeah, like I'm going to have to work on like, what do I do now? You know, like, <laughs> like how do I deal with all these warm and fuzzies? Cause it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the warm and fuzzies, like when you're not prepared for them, will catch you up right. They just yeah. Um, and I think that it's, it's like, it's a beautiful thing when people just like bet on it's, it's one thing to bet on yourself. It's like you said, like, I know, I know my own capacity. I know what I'm capable of. I know that like, at the end of the day, I'm going to get yeah. it out because that's, if I need to do it for me, I'm going to do it for me. But it's a yeah. whole, other, there's a whole nother thing when other people buy into the vision so fiercely. Cause I don't think we're, we know, I don't think people plan for other folks to buy into their vision in a yeah. similar way. It's, different. it's something very like, special and unique about sitting with people who really like not just they want to see you win but like is, they're ready to get in the trenches with you to make sure yeah. like all together right um which I love and I think that I think that just speaks to like what Blaze is doing that people are are willing to take the risk right because they believe in like what's happening in the space and like you said earlier y'all just getting started we just getting warmed up it's not even the peak. We're not even in the peak. Period. Period. We still at ground zero, baby. Yeah, like so so <laughs> much more to come. And I and I love that. I love that. Um I wanna ask about um outside of just like entrepreneurship. I know that's so much of like what you do. Um, but what are some as you've grown like as an entrepreneur, 
outside of like what you've learned, obviously in business, right? The, the growing pains of business, what have been some of those growing, those other growing pains of just like having a bet on yourself um, and what that means like outside of business and in other areas that that sort of spills over into what have you had to learn about yourself through that? Yeah. Um, such great questions. Yeah. So, so introspective. Um, if I answer honestly, you know, it's, it's, it's understanding what I bring to the table in any instance, right. And, and strengthening my resolve and not bending for anyone. Right. And that cuts across everything. It cuts across relationships, clients, uh, employees, um, my health, you know, like, like in entrepreneurship, um, where there is such a lack of certainty, right? And in in a in a huge part of the magic of what you do is convincing someone, right, of of the value that you can bring or the value that your profit, you know, the transformation, right? Selling the transformation. Um, it's usually I don't know, like kind of easy to negotiate away, right? What you're willing to, you know, take or, you know, et cetera. Um, but in this journey, and it's only been, what, like two years and five months now, um, in this journey, I've, I've, I've had to strengthen my resolve and being willing to completely walk away from things, people, deals, money, like all of that, right? When I know that what's on the inside of me, you know, um, is just too great of an exchange for what's being presented, right? Um, and and making those bets uh, are always met, always every single time are always met with somebody trying to convince me that I'm making a mistake or that the world doesn't see me the way I see myself or that things won't be as easy as I think. Now, on the other side of that decision, it always comes back double, triple. I mean it, like fall, like just you know. And so I'm just. I'm 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 happy that I'm I'm learning to to just be very sober minded and honest with myself about what I bring to any space that I'm in about the about the value of my health the value of my peace um, the standards the personal standards that I have for um, ethics right and to be willing to tell my client or my client's client that I will never talk to you again if this is you know how we're doing things like it's been a lot of circumstances around that right. Um, but to do that, even when my voice shakes and on the other side of those decisions to always find myself in overflow, right. And having many people come back to me and say, whoa, like, like you were right all along. Like, I, you know, um, it's been beautiful. And, and I think bringing that, those lessons into things that have not occurred yet. Right. Um, you know, motherhood one day. Right. Um, G and I have been together for a minute, right? But we'll get married soon whenever, you know, the 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 embassy gives us our fiance visa. Um, but bringing that into marriage, right? Like bringing it into leadership of a, you know, multi-billion dollar company one day, right? Like those hard boundaries around um, what I will and won't stand for, what my value truly is, regardless of whether no one has ever seen that in the embodiment of a Black woman or not, right? Like being willing to walk away with nothing if I'm not getting 
uh, full value in exchange for my own trade-offs. Like that's been that's been one of the hardest lessons, um, but most valuable lessons to learn in this journey. Yeah, I think that what I've learned in my own journey in and outside of business is that that the boundaries piece is hard. That's the the resolve is the piece that's hard. And I think there are places where I know for me, like have really great boundaries at work. I can tell you, like, I'm not staying late for that. I'm not doing that. Someone else's job to do that. Can't assist you with that. I don't have capacity. But that resolve that flows into everything, right? That's still something that I'm learning, like that skill to articulate that, even if I know it, right? It's the it's the skill of articulating what I know. Um, and I think that at least in my conversations with other folks, right, that like it, if you can get the boundaries right, you can get the resolve right. And that flows into all areas of your life. Not that mm-hmm. your life is perfect, but that like you set yourself up just for a very different trajectory, right? Because you just, mm-hmm. you have your own personal standard about, yeah, like it's not going to go this way. And if yeah. it goes, this way, my name's not going to be a part of it, right? Um, when was the last time, and you may not be able to think back this far, but if you can Think back to like the last time that you knew that you had a personal standard that you actually didn't uphold. And what did you learn in that moment about yourself? Well, like um, the last time I knew I had a personal standard that I didn't uphold. And what was the second part of the question? I didn't uphold it. And then what? You didn't uphold. And like, what did you learn about yourself? What like, I Man, this is, that is really good. Um, I love the question. It's just the things that come to mind. I think naturally are all the times I said no, right? But um, to be honest, like, and, and one just came to me, right? Um, but I, 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 I'm all the way back now to, man, like teenage Casey, mm-hmm. um, right? Um, I was dating a guy, uh, who I don't know like I mean I guess I love I loved him right (laughs) um but there were very clear I don't know like there were very clear differences in who we were at our core as people right like yeah he was popular yeah he had swag like yeah you know I could tell he you know was filling me in all of these things but I saw a quote um not too long ago that said don't find your type, find your kind. He and I were not the same kind. Like we were not cut from the same cloud when it, when it comes down to like who we were at our core, right? Um, but I still went along with it because, uh, and I don't know if this was taught or, or adopted, right? But my standard for a breakup was you didn't do anything to make me, you know, like not like not like we're two different people, but because you've not done anything catastrophic for me to break up with you, we're gonna still stay together, right? right. Not in hindsight, that ain't girl. No, like you work more than that, sis. Like you actually deserve like deep joy, deep love, deep to be satiated, right? Um, and so that relationship progressed all throughout my college years too. Like literally, yes, from 16 to 22. Okay, I was in this relationship because again, nothing catastrophic. Now, again, I'm in college. I'm meeting so many people that are of my kind, right? Like I am my, I'm, 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 you know. Um, but yeah, I think, I think for years, I went against. 
like who I knew I was and, and I knew I was great. Right. And, 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 and over time I married this person over time, I actually began to shrink intentionally. Like I consciously shrank, like I consciously saw that how I would light up a room, you know, in conversation made him feel a way. I, I saw that as I would climb corporate ladders, you know, um, and mo- it made him feel a way. And I would consciously like literally maneuver myself to, to shrink, right? And so hindsight is always 20-20, right? Um, but I, I think I gave up a lot, a, a, a whole lot um, in those years, right? A whole lot of development even, right? Now, do I regret any of that? I actually don't now, now that I'm in, in this stage of my life, because like, what is time to an infinite being? Like, I actually realized <laughs> that all of those experiences made me who I am. And I, I, I'm actually pulling from my mother's, memory my mother's mother you know like there are just so many things that are that are are a part of my purpose like I have not lost any time I'm 33 today like like what is time you know like whatever journey I took to get here um you can never show up late I don't think you can ever arrive late to to your destiny right and so um it's okay you know I'm able to tell these stories now right it's okay you just said you never show up late to your destiny and I could just, we could just hang it up right there. Cause what a, what a good reminder, right? That like the timelines that we set for ourselves, the timelines that other people have set for us, the mm-hmm. timelines that like exist somewhere in the universe that we think may exist and apply to us that no one has actually told us apply to us. Mm-hmm. But like when you're in, when you're operating in purpose and when you are on an intentional journey, like you get where you're supposed to be when you're supposed Always. to be. Always with the people that you're supposed to be with. Yep. Um, and even when there's some detours along the way, you still get where you're supposed to be. And so that's such a that was such a good golden gem of a reminder. Um, well, we are coming close to time. And so I have wrapped up every episode of this season in the same way. I'm gonna have a fill-in-the-blank statement for you. Um, you can fill it in however you want. Um, the statement is I have permission to. I don't know if you're allowed crazy my head jazz but i'm gonna just say i'm not gonna say the word i'm not gonna say the word okay <laughs> um it's two words but f s up like that's literally what came to my like i am feeling more radical than i ever felt before like i am feeling so unmoved by people who hear me articulate my dreams and look at me like what like you know like man like there is there is such a fire and such a clarity even and mm. all the things that are art, that are to come for this tech company like for real, we ain't even we ain't even scratch the surface of the tech teching bro um yeah it's it's fs up like every every norm every standard every boundary that that exists today along the the the, the lane that we're traveling, like we gonna literally blow the roof off of it and disrupt it at every corner. Um, and and we don't, I don't need permission for that. Like it's 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 about it's about to be on and popping. It is on and popping. Yeah. Well, y'all heard it here first, and you also have permission to act with clarity and to choose um, radical everything in whatever way makes sense for you. Um, Casey, can you let the folks know what you got going on, how they can find you, how they can connect with Blaze? Yeah. 
big, 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 big plug for the Blaze Virtual Summit that is coming up. Um, that is running from June 19th through the 23rd. Juneteenth is when it starts, right? June 19th through the 23rd. Uh, folks can register for free at blazevirtualsummit.com. This is the, 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 the offering that has won us to Webby Honoree uh, Distinctions for the last two years in a row. So everyone is invited. Please definitely pull up and get fed. Um, excuse me, you can find me on any social media platform um, under the, the handle I am KCREL. I am KCAREL. That's Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, TikTok. Um, and then definitely rock with Blaze by going to blazegroupllc.com. Join our, our newsletter and you will stay in the loop of all the things we have going on for the 7,000 Black female entrepreneurs who are part of our tribe today. Awesome. Thank you. I will drop all of that info in the show notes. If you don't get a chance to pull up at uh, the summer summit. No, uh, Casey's going to run it back in December. So hope that you get connected so you don't miss out all the details for the winter summit as well. Casey, it is literally always a pleasure getting to chop it up with you. I appreciate just your candor and your authenticity and vulnerability um, and your resolve to just show up in the ways that um, feel good to you, make sense for you, um, and that you give people by showing up as yourself, you give permission, people permission to do the same thing. And so thank you so much. I appreciate you. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Permission to Pivot podcast. Thanks, Jazz. You're the best, mama. Mm.